is Joshua Holt with the City and the Sound Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking to Richard Daniel. Richard Daniel should sound familiar because our last guest, Mel Crosby, that was his executive producer on his album, Iris. So, on today's episode, we're going to talk about Richard producing the album, Iris, his hip-hop, and also just his love of hip-hop in general and the Birmingham scene. So before we get started, I want you to open your ears and expand your mind and listen to this. go all right i'm here today with mr richard daniel yo how's it going man it's going great man can't complain can't complain at all dude nice uh really funny funny story before we start um i uh last year i'd never been to birmingham before um my girlfriend's originally from here yeah uh so i was i was considering moving to come to birmingham and i was kind of wondering about the music scene and you know how it was and everything like that uh so i think i was at i think it was at sanctum tattoos in avondale Mm. And I picked up. It was uh, the it was the um, newspaper music behem, and your face oh, was yeah. on it. <laughs> That's insane. That's so super this crazy. is a full circle moment. It's like this time last year. Wow. So, so yeah, this is a very full circle moment to interview. Oh you. man, yeah. weird. That's so weird. Like that whole thing, bro. Like just to be able to walk into somewhere and not uh-huh. know if the paper is going to be in there, yeah. and then you just see your face on something. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I guess, I guess I guess that's me. And, how do you uh, how do you really get good. that like that's hooked cool. up? Uh, so um, a woman by the name of Katie Mulvihill, <laughs> she um, she actually works for Beham Mag, or I hope I'm, I hope I am saying that correctly. Um, but she worked for that. She works for that magazine. Yeah, and she just happened to be a fan of my music and uh, reached out to me and just was like, hey. I wanted to interview you for this magazine, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, okay, cool. I didn't think, I didn't Front necessarily page. know how big, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know how big the magazine was. I didn't know like really all the ins and outs, but yeah. I was like, okay, I'm down, you know, they, you know, I'm just out here doing my thing. So anybody wants to shine a light on it, like, thank you. Yeah. Um, and then just, it just happened to be like, they're like, yeah, you know, like, like the editor, I guess, or the guy who's over the entire magazine, Josh Matthews, he came, he came and like, sat down while she was interviewing me it was just like yeah man i just had to be here because i'm a fan of you and i was like all right like i brought my Word. girl to this I think, <laughs> I think we just cool it and like now it's become a thing where i'm like oh this might actually be bigger than i think it is yeah and then they let me know like 
how they were moving and that they had this paper going out to a bunch of different places like saws and melt and i'm just like all right well cool uh, and then yeah they just interviewed me and we we all had a nice long talk and then it, you know the rest is uh history i guess have you like walked into a mag like a restaurant yet like locally and someone's like hey are you on that magazine though <laughs> <laughs> no, all right, so funny enough like i had one instance where i was in piggly wiggly at homewood that's I'm, funny i <laughs> not to give away like what i do yeah I'm giving away what I do. I'm a ship shopper. Oh, so, dude, dude, it's funny. My girlfriend, she works for ship as, as really? a part of, yeah, she works in the communications department. So I know oh, all about nice. the ship shoppers. So yeah, yeah. Well, you probably heard it all, bro. Yeah. Like <laughs> we'd be out there. So like, I'm, you know, just doing my ship shopping stuff. I'm in Piggly Wiggly or whatever. And then like, there's the, there's a little magazine stand they have toward yeah. the entrance where it's just, you know, a bunch of different local mags. And somebody was like, Hey, like, you look familiar. <laughs> and I was like, I'm probably, that's me probably right there. They were like, Point yo! Over it. <laughs> yeah. it was like, yo, that's, oh, that's you. Like, oh, it was just like, yeah. And it was really, it was, it was kind of like, I don't, it was a little out of body because what am I supposed to really say? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, thank you, I guess, for uh, acknowledging that that's a cool thing yeah. to have happen uh but it's just like it's so i don't know it's it's just like you're just kind of making music and you're just kind of sharing it and mm-hmm. you just hope people like it and then all of a sudden people like that you don't know at all kind of just freak out that you do a thing it's just like you know thanks man <laughs> you could like point to the magazine and be like you already know it's me right there <laughs> yeah, like, there's there's no like there's no not flexy way to say it yeah because it's just like it's just like yeah it's it's me and if i say anything that comes <laughs> off as like <laughs> i'm proud of it then yeah. it comes off as like oh i'm trying to flex when it it's like all right out. all right bro you got clout right now <laughs> or, yeah, yeah meanwhile i feel way more awkward than you do <laughs> <laughs> so uh so you're originally from birmingham correct mm-hmm. so like i guess t- kind of tell me about like growing up like in Birmingham you know like as far as like you know growing up here like music you listen to you know as a kid and stuff kind of your early years oh man um I'll be honest I didn't have my my ear to the ground with like a lot of Birmingham like local stuff Mm -hmm. um I mean everybody knew who Ruben Stutter was and that was pretty much (laughs) (laughs) like when I was like young young um so I didn't really know that there was as much talent here as there is Mm -hmm. um but like as far as music that I would listen to, uh, my mom played Anita Baker all the time, like just old cleaning the house music. You feel me? Like da, 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 that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. A uh, lot of church music, a lot of gospel music. Kept mm-hmm. moms kept us in church, and uh, I was never really. It's funny because like I was never a choir kid. Like I never until I got to like high school where yeah. I was actually in a choir. But like. I was never in church choir. I was, I never did any of that. But I I just I heard gospel music all the time yeah. uh, throughout my whole family because my grandma used to sing in uh, in her choir like until she could not go to church anymore. Um, so I mean, I was mainly raised around a lot of R and B, a lot of um, but like soft R and B because my yeah. mom's was not really into secular music mm-hmm. uh, for a long period of time. So I actually heard nothing but like gospel for mm-hmm. 
quite a long time until I was able to find like my own way or, or like branch out and say like, Hey, like there's music that's not Kirk Franklin <laughs> and, and, and Kirk Franklin family Christmas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like there's, a, there's other music out here. Um, so yeah, but I mean, I just always kind of grew up in a musical household. My family yeah. sings all the time. My family loves music as much as I do. So it's, it was kind of like no surprise that, I just picked up a lot of different influences here and there and that I'd sought that out myself. Dope. So like, when was the first like moment you like, I guess heard hip hop and like, I guess the song or like the artist that like Ooh. really like impacted you to be like, all right, I gotta, I can, I can do this, you know? So like, I honest to God, and this is going to be really funny when we talk about past stuff, but like <laughs> I be seeing stuff in like moments, like mm-hmm. as far as things from my past, I don't, I'm not really great at remembering like, yeah. Oh, this is what, let the song yeah <laughs> right but i'm i remember specific like people or things or like events or whatever that happened mm-hmm. um i remember like listening to lupe fiasco yeah and and just going on like my mom's computer and just like as soon as i got home mm-hmm. running through a bunch of like lupe mixtapes <laughs> and i was just like who is this nigga is- like who is who, who <laughs> Who is like who he thinks rap is fun? Yeah. Like what what is that? And that mm-hmm. was kind of like aside from like li- listening to Drake, which everybody listened to when I was uh in middle school, high school. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of my first introduction to like, yo, rapping is actually all right. Like rapping is cool to do. And I might want to try that because if he can do it like that, I know I can. But um a lot of Lupe, a lot of Wayne, mm-hmm. a lot of um uh, a lot of black hippie Kendrick Lamar TDE like I was one of them like that was what really got hat. Me into <laughs> man what bro like that was my that was where I was as big of a music geek nerd fan yeah. as I could ever have been like because they they just kind of transformed music to me to where I was like oh no that's what it like I don't even know what I'm listening to I don't even know how to process this like it's rap but it's kind of cool so like i don't have to i can be a nerd but it's like i hate to be a nerd because yeah everybody like this you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so um and then that kind of like kendrick got me into really wanting to rap like for mm-hmm. real for real like other people was just like yo i want to emulate that yeah he made me say like no i want to make music so oh. I, I just had a bunch of different influences for real for real it's really funny because i was talking to your uh, friend and collaborator mel crosby uh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And it was, it was funny. I was noting to him kind of like, I hear like a Lupe influence. So it was really funny that you say you had a new yeah. like a Lupe influence and like that kind of like how Lupe was like, it was like, I'm, I guess you say he was a nerd rapper in a way. Uh-huh. He definitely made all these nerd, like nerd influence and stuff. And he kind of made it cool you know, to be a nerd rapper. And that led to like a new wave of like nerd rapper. Right. You know, Lupe had hits, man. Lupe had like really, really big hits when he was hot. Yeah. And um, but he was still kind of fringe, and then like mm-hmm. the Kendricks of it kind of brought people to be like, no, that's just what we all like. Well, see, um, we, we all watched Adults from the Tsunami. <laughs> but we yeah, all word. Like, yeah. Everybody kind of wanted to skateboard at some point. Exactly. You know? yeah. So like everybody had Tony Tony Hawk Pro Skater. So like, <laughs> like kind of thought like, yo, we might, I might, I'll dabble. But, yeah. Um, but not like that whole all city chess club thing too. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember that where it was like Wale and Kid Cudi. Oh yeah. Yeah. And B.O.B. B.O.B. was another name for me. And I know that sounds like wild corny right now, but like. Past B.O.B. B-O-B. Flat earth B.O.B. Yeah. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know. 
But you feel <laughs> Airplane DLB, that album was actually a hype, and that kind of was like moms wouldn't really let me listen to certain things. But they put on, yeah. <laughs> but but hey, he's on the radio, so that must be okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I but I was always like I said, I just I sought it out if I wasn't allowed to have it. So yeah, I soaked it all up. Do you have like? Would you say like? Do you have a favorite rapper from that time? Would you, would it be Lupe or like as Kendrick as like the? the uh, I mean Kendrick is probably my favorite rapper ever. Yeah. Even if it's like I could probably pick it apart as to why he shouldn't be, but <laughs> he just is because yeah, it just is what it is. Uh, actually, I will say if we're not talking rap, like Frank Ocean was really big mm-hmm. uh, to to my artist growth. Because uh, yeah. I just kind of, I just, I, again, it was just like, what's new and what's so different from everything that everybody else is doing that I have no choice but to keep my eyes on it. And those yeah. two were just, you know, two sides of the same coin to me. I feel it because I feel like with Kendrick and um, Frank, you know, they were very, as far as like hip hop and he goes, very vulnerable and like that's kind of like a huge thing now is like vulnerable artists and like hip hop and R&B. And before, like you had people like, you know, jay-z or like nas who like they had the truth and stuff but like they weren't they weren't really vulnerable you know with their kind of personality right. and stuff whereas kendrick you know on like uh i've been a butterfly i've been a butterfly he's a song you he's talking about his depression mm-hmm. and everything like that and frank will talk about you know his depression so it's really kind of that 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 is really there are two sides of the same coin in that way yes yeah yeah very much so so like what was the um what was the kind of the first like do you remember like the first rap she wrote Oh, but the boy. first the first few songs you made <laughs> i i don't really remember the first rap mm-hmm. actually i remember the first thing that i wrote that was artistic mm-hmm. because my mother took me when i was like way young like maybe i was in middle school she took me to like this um poetry i guess slam at uab mm-hmm. and i mean i kind of just told her that i was interested in poetry Mm-hmm. Uh, so she was like, "All right, dope, let's, let's do it. Yeah. Just take you to something that they're doing." Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember I was listening to <laughs> I was listening to Power by Kanye West a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote a poem that was like based off of that song, uh-huh. uh, and then it was like super. It was super trash. Was it like Rich? Come up here. It's like so. I'm living in that 21st century. <laughs> Everybody's like, what is he talking about? Like, no, there's no way. <laughs> I just <Is> start fighting <laughs> the whole verse. <laughs> Man, that I wish. I actually wish that that had been the case. Because I think I said some absolute bull. I don't know if I could curse. I don't know. If that no, you good. <laughs> I said some absolute bullshit. It was just like, like I, but then, of course, it was like, oh, this is profound. Like, middle yeah. school rich is body in it. But like, <laughs> middle school rich. If, I, if I look back at it, I said some absolute poppycock. I was like, <laughs> I was like, damn, I wish I could remember that shit. I think I said something like, where it was like, I would say power. And yeah. then I would say like, <laughs> something power about like money and then power power and like religion and then power and power. Mm-hmm. so like i like i thought i was like oh shit i'm taking them there like i'm taking the culture somewhere but like <laughs> but what was cool was everybody who was way older than me because these are all like college students yeah they were like that shit was all right and they they made me feel like it wasn't as not good as i'm sure it probably was yeah and i think that that was very instrumental in like 
be thinking like, I probably could do this. Mm-hmm. And so I just kept writing poetry and then I kept writing songs until I made an actual song with my homie Frazier, who is, uh, he basically got me like started in music altogether. Mm-hmm. I'm a little out of the frame. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I ain't professional, bro. It's gonna be audio. So, <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, but yeah, like, um, he got me started with with actual uh, recording music because mm-hmm. he was doing it, and um, we weren't even really good friends at the time, but we were close enough for me to say, "Hey, man, like, how are you doing all of that?" Yeah. Uh, and then he just let me come over to his crib, let me see what his setup looked like, and I told him I was writing a little bit, and he was like, "All right, well, cool." He let me record some stuff. And I wrote, again, a really bad song. Uh, (laughs) And it was to, he'll tell you this himself, not the greatest instrumental that he made. Yeah. um, But it it still was like, I got to get that out there. Mm -hmm. So then it's now it's like, I enjoyed that. That was fun. I have like 15 more of these. So then it just was, you know, it was just a matter of just cranking them out. So when was the moment I feel like we're like, you know, because in that phase where like you where someone else gave you the validation and you gave yourself validation, like, all right, this is like this is good. Like mm-hmm. I've when, when was that moment? Uh, so I was at his crib again. Mm-hmm. We were it was another homie virus that was there too. We were doing some like I guess you could call it rap camp type shit, but like mm-hmm. it was it was more so just we just hanging out and then like we just making music. So I was like everybody was asleep, just knocked out. Yeah. So I was like, all right, well, I kind of want to make music still. Mm-hmm. So I was writing to uh, The Ride by Drake. Yeah. Like the instrumental at the time. And I just wrote like bar after bar after bar. I'm mm-hmm. going like game 400 bars. Like, <laughs> and I just was like, all right, when, when everybody wake up, I'm ready to get this. I'm ready to let this go. The body this shit. <laughs> I'm ready to body this shit. Yeah. Um, so then, lo and behold, Frazier press record. I'm just going, just uh-huh. going, just going. He was like, bro, what? He stopped it, and then we heard it back, and it just was dumbing out. And that kind of made me be like, I might be better than like the average man. Like I might be <laughs> the <okay>. average man. <laughs> like, you know, maybe this maybe it's not so far fetched that, yeah. <laughs> that this could be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um and then I mean of course once you actually start making music yeah. and sharing it with people, like when I was in high school and people um uh, that had no reason to lie to my face and tell me that they like something were like, Hey, I like your music a lot. Mm-hmm. Um and that was that was kind of the separation between like I'm just making music and I just like it and people might not necessarily feel me mm. to where it's like oh I might have an audience of people who look forward to hearing something that's always that moment where like being a musician myself where like you're making music and you're just, like just making it putting it out just to you know, make it and then when someone's like yeah. yo that song I like that you're like wait hold word <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah like oh you like that hold up one, one more <laughs> I was making that fully uh, understanding that you might not like this like bro I was trying to get the the SoundCloud audience to drop by but this I didn't think one person was gonna like it <laughs> man what like a real person uh, yeah like a, so uh, so. I guess with that, I guess going with that, like, was was like the first moment I guess you like did like, you know, like official show, like, you know, because everyone has that moment, musician, where like people are like singing back the words, 
was mm. there like a like a tripped out moment like well, hold up so like- i j- i will just tell this story a little briefly because mm-hmm. it is technically the first time that i perform music in front of anybody yeah uh fraser and i again we did a talent show in high school um and you know one mm-hmm. and then like it was like, oh, okay, well, shit, I guess people like this. And then they were like, yo, the winner, who uh, the person who wins this talent show gets to perform at, like, the pep rally. Yeah. And the half of it or whatever, like, half mm-hmm. of the pep rally, you perform your song in front of the whole school. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, well, shit, let's get it. <laughs> but, of course, I'm, like, terrified to do yeah. that. Because I'm like, what? Like, my personal shit? And, like, oh, I won? Like, now I got to do that shit for real? Mm-hmm. Um but like having him there helped a lot too because it was just like all right well shit if we ask we just both ask Uh, (laughs) so but it was but it was like it was cool because really wasn't that bad it was not great but it wasn't that bad um but i think the first time i i legit dumbed out um super duper kyle came to birmingham that's great (laughs) that was in like 2000 Oh my God, I can't even remember. He came to Birmingham, he came to Zotico. Was it like his blow up um, moment? He, it was actually like maybe a year before I spy. Oh, huh, okay. So it wasn't like he wasn't like hot, hot, but, but he, he was, was like, he was bubbling. We can afford him yet. <laughs> yeah, word, word, word. Birmingham <laughs> at that time 100% could afford him. Yeah. Uh, but he was a cool dude. Like he he came, like we when me and Frazier performed, apparently he heard it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like, that song Jupiter, like I like that a lot. I was like, oh, well, thanks, man. Shit. You're yeah. you. So that's cool. Um, <laughs> but like the first time I really dumbed out was it was like four girls in the front. And they were completely disinterested for real, for real at first. Yeah. Um, but then like as shit just kept going, I did that song. And then like I did a couple more songs. They was like, oh, you all right. Like, and then they just like fangirling this shit. They sing in Jupiter while I'm up there. I'm like, well, shit. What are you like? What's good? Like, <laughs> People like this shit. So yeah. then when me and Frazier leave the show, funniest shit ever, bro. We just walk into our cars. We're talking about how crazy that shit is. People was asking for CDs. We handing out CDs and shit. Um, and then all the girls that was in the car who had completely forgotten about us, by the mm-hmm. way, when Super Duper Kyle came out because he's Kyle. Yeah. Um, they driving past us and then they all just had the windows rolled down. They're like, Saturn. Jupiter and they like yelling at us <laughs> and then they drive away and that shit was just it it was like it just was another one of those moments where it's like all right it's something here yeah. like now it's like because then when you at that point you like you're mm-hmm. actually making music with the attempt to gain an audience even though it's you know you you still very much starting out but then it was like oh okay this shit really could happen for real dope uh when I was talking to Mel one thing he was talking about the scene is that like Birmingham as opposed to like somewhere like Atlanta or like New Orleans just because like the rap is so ever present there you could like put out the wackest verse and five people can mess with it and like yo this shit is hot whereas like here because it's not yeah. so ever present on the national scale like they're more honest with you like this shit is trash and this shit is good so like mm-hmm. that is great that like they were like you know you got that approval you know, from them yeah I hear that New York is like that too like it's a very mecca hip-hop like you better come yeah. right Bruh, yeah. if we will tell you if that shit ass. And yeah. I appreciated that because yeah. I'm sure had I been in a different environment where everybody was like, yeah, I really like that. Like, you yeah. know, even though I even though it's not great, um, it would have hindered my development a lot. And Birmingham will let you know 
mm-hmm. right out the gate. If it's not, even if they're not rude about it, it'll just be like, I'm not really feeling that. <laughs> or they just won't come to shows. Yeah, or, you're you like, know, man, why is only five people at the Nick? I don't understand. <laughs> Why don't hey why yo, no <laughs> <laughs> nah, that was that hit like a little too hard. <laughs> but just because I've seen five people at the Nick, I'm gonna pray for you, folks. <laughs> you post on Instagram. Everybody come to the show. Like you know, posting like I'm about to start up. Only five people in the front row. They're like, but no one coming. And, and of course. Life. And of course, the Instagram algorithm is only showing you the flyer three days after the show <laughs> happens. So you already you already behind the eight ball. You're like, wait, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I really like about the music, um, as I think you're kind of like a jack of all trades. You have production, you do singing, yeah. you do, you know, you rap, obviously. Um, I think like with the kind of hip current pop culture, it's like, you know, as opposed to like the 90s and stuff, when people when rappers were singing, it was like, what? Mm-hmm. whereas now it's like you can like you know i think probably drake made that cool where you could rap and sing you know yes was there was there a moment like when you started up where you decided to integrate the singing into the rapping too uh so i used to kind of trip out a lot over what i should do mm-hmm. like should i just straight go rapper or should i just try to sing um mm-hmm. not really understanding at the time that you can do literally whatever you want to do mm-hmm as long as it sounds good. Yeah. Uh, and I do think that the landscape for music has changed a lot too, to make itself more lenient to that. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas around that time, it wasn't, it was, it was more so like everybody was trying to prove how good they can rap. Yeah. Uh, Lyrical and, miracle. <laughs> oh my God. Like strawberry, scrum in the library. It's like, it was like, eh, like, what are you doing? Like, so <laughs> It, it was a lot of that and a lot of skill set, but not necessarily uh, a huge, like the biggest focus on the music still has to be good. So yeah. in my mindset, I'm like, all right, well, if I want to rap, I got to rap rap because mm-hmm. everybody rapping and it's so important. And like, and I mean, Birmingham even has a little bit of that too. Like even once I figured it out, it's still a little bit like, yo, if you rap, you got to like rap rap. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, I feel you, but that's when you got to make the distinction of like, okay, well, do I want to be the rapper's rapper or do Mm -hmm. I want to be like a musician and make good music? Not saying that you can't if you're a rapper's rapper, but do I want my main focus to be lyricism or do I want it to be the music? So then I was like, well, if I want it to be the music, just do all of it. Just Mm -hmm. why limit, why limit yourself to one thing when you can just do all the things if you can do all the things. So that's been big in my growth as an artist. That's been big in my growth on production and engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I I had like, it just, shit just kind of comes to me at some point and yeah. I have to kind of learn the hard way of like going through it for a long time before shit is just like, yo, why am I doing this? And then I can make adjustments from there. So just, mm-hmm. you know, just at some point I was like, I want to sing on this song. So I'm just yeah. going to sing on this song. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? there's um it's really funny um because i feel like your music is great like kind of really like vibey like you can put it on music just like vibe out you know like um yeah. it's a really funny story about tyler crater he said that, you know when he first started up with our future and everything he was you know very much like a lyrical not lyrical miracle but he was like i got bars you know everyone in the group <laughs> had bars and stuff right you know when it came around the flower boy like he would he would go to house parties and stuff and they have playlists and music and he's like, man, none of my music's in here. Like, none of the I've been to all these albums and pop, and pop culture. Yeah, no one's, no one's putting this shit on. So like, then he made a, 
you know, see you again. And that's on those playlists. So I feel like the music you make is on those kind of playlists, you know, so I think it's important mm-hmm. to like, have that, you know, that duality. That doesn't get talked about enough, man. Like, stop scaring the hoes. And I know that, like, <laughs> that, but, but, but I mean, for real, because, yeah. like, what I do, I want to be at a house party and hear a nigga yelling about, like, like, no disrespect to like a tech nine, but like, do I want to go to a house party and hear a nigga like, like, no, nobody wants to do that. Most people who don't make music are not a fan of that. Like, they, it's a very fringe like group of people who if you're especially in a social setting like that just want to hear that all the time mm-hmm. and my girl has has gotten my ear trained a lot too to where it's like as even as much lyrical miracle as i might have been in the past like and there's still like a little hints of that there yeah i she is erasing a lot of that slowly because it's more so about how does this make me feel like what what am I feeling when I hear this? You can yeah. rap it. Now, if you want to rap on it and if you can make that sound really good, then great. Mm-hmm. But it's all about what's pleasing to your ear. Not necessarily, especially because it's, it's music. It's all about what's pleasing to your ear. It's more important to do that than it is to like almost just prove something to yourself about how good you feel when you hear yourself rapping back at yourself. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that, yeah. that's kind of the feeling you get out of rapidy rapping because this is like look, look how good i put them words together and you're yeah. like all right but what the song sound like so i'm glad i am glad that you say that that like my music gives off that vibe because that's really all i want i don't care if you uh if the bar didn't make sense to you my guy like, <laughs> did it make your head nod like did you like it there wasn't approval from other ogs like not yeah there. like and then for what like what's the what's the point of that yeah i feel like Especially like kind of that lyrical miracle hip hop and stuff like you don't you don't it's it's really it's nice to make songs I feel like you know someone like Kanye West or Kid Cudi um Luke, like even Lupe Fiasco uh and Tyler Creator they make like they still rap but the rhymes are like they're not like simple but they're 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 easy enough for someone to like rhyme it back to you you know yes it's memorable you know and that's yes. I think that's really important because even like Kendrick you know like he can do the lyrical miracle style but he can do like song like humble and everyone's like fucking rapping this mm-hmm. song bachelor in the crowd you know I, I i was having this conversation i think should i usually have all these conversations with my girl mm-hmm. but i believe that it's like the the phenomena of of a drake right mm-hmm. like the reason drake was so successful mm-hmm. is because or at least why his music was mm-hmm. is because I can sing it like I literally can sing it and I might not obviously sing it as good as him, but Mm -hmm. I know for a fact I can hit the notes. Maybe you might everything like (laughs) I can sing that and then it makes it more personal to me. I can't sing. uh, I was. Oh, yeah. We were talking. Me and her were talking about like Ariana Grande, for example. Yeah. Like she is an amazing singer. She has the talent to body shit. Yeah. Like when she was first coming out. Like that fucking uh, she had a song called like "One Less Problem" or oh yeah, 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 yeah. And she was singing her ass off, and everybody was like, "Yo, you sound like Mariah Carey," blah 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 blah. And it's like, okay, but if that part come on, my nigga, like I'm silent, like I can't hear ah. Only the Big Sean part. Am I going? (laughs) We all going to (laughs) hit. Exactly. We can do the whisper voice. (laughs) That's only if he not going. Yeah. I can't rap that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. so it makes it 
but so she she kind of changed her lane a little bit mm-hmm. and now shit is a little more of a bop now shit is a little like she knows she can sing but it's like eh, 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 yeah. eh, you know what i'm saying it's like yeah. it's subtle flexes here and there yeah. to show you niggas like i still got it mm-hmm. so i think that's what makes like again a drake so successful is like I that music feels so personal to me Mm -hmm. because I'm singing it like I made it because Mm -hmm. I can, you know what I mean? So like even going forward, it was interesting. It's interesting because like I used to kind of trip about the singing part because my range is not necessarily as high as I would love for it to be. Yeah. But I actually feel like that works to my benefit because Mm -hmm. it keeps me where most people can sing anyway. So like I can hit low notes, I can hit high notes, but I like I'm not singing uh Chris Brown notes, like mm-hmm. which most people can't even sing. So it's just, it's just an interesting yeah. concept that like if it, it's more personal to you when you can reiterate it back to the person who's singing it to you. Yeah, it's it makes it makes the music so much more relatable because I mean if I mean traditionally you know you have like. Uh, there's people's, you know, there's in the black community, it's like people can sing, but like, you can sing like this when you hit those the, the right. runs and notes and everything. And as great as that is, but the thing is, like, not everybody can do that, you know, unless you're like a trained gospel vocal or something like that. So when you just mm-hmm. have someone who can just, you know, just give like nice melody, like that makes the music a lot more personable. And yeah, yeah. Hmm. And that, I mean, and I don't want to take away from it now. That shit yeah. is amazing. It's, like, I love, do that. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I love seeing it. I love it when niggas can rap really well. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a talent. It's a real skill for a reason. It's just you have to be able to still channel that into making good music. Yeah. You know. One thing I was uh interested too, so like um with your production and everything, it definitely has like a as I was, t- I was telling um talking to Mel about it, like it's very much like a vibey. I, that word is, is so synonymous. <laughs> I think black Twitter, I just hear the word vibe so much. Some of Bantu, got some yeah. more Bantu knots on, but you know, like it's very I'm weak. Yeah, it's very <laughs> vibe centric, you know. But um, like, what was like, what was your influence like going into like, you know, with Mel's album or like your own stuff, like mm-hmm. just production wise? Like, what was like, who were your influences on the? Oh man, Imano um, Mari is a name that I don't think gets enough recognition, mm-hmm. but he is an amazing beat maker. Um, he definitely is who got me into making beats. Yeah. Uh, because I would just listen to his shit all day long. He has an album called high loops and higher loops and it is just nothing but instrumentals but that shit will just run in my house like because it just should just take me somewhere else mm-hmm. um and i was like damn i want to give that feeling too like i want to i want to be able to do that for somebody yeah um him pharrell obviously just because he's pharrell like mm-hmm. he's just he's he can do everything yeah um Nada, knowledge mad lib like the usual suspects that you would kind of <laughs> the think usual of when, you of, when you think of like niggas who just fire and making beats. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, but like, I'm, I found a new, like, it's kind of like, I got that feeling that I had when I was listening to Kendrick for the first time. And when mm-hmm. I was listening to Lupe, because that feeling of like, damn, I want to make beats actually too. Earthling is another one. Uh, Earthling from Birmingham. For those who don't know, uh, is fucking phenomenal mm-hmm. and when like when i was just learning about hip-hop in birmingham he was slanguage um and he was with pen pals but he like his production once he flipped to earthling just became some like some shit that i've never heard mm-hmm. before 
Um, and I, I just remember I specifically wanted beats from only him and like Sways, and that was it. <laughs> it was funny. just like these two niggas are ridiculous. I talked to Sways, and I was I was telling Sways that, and he was and I was like, bro, your beats are crazy. He was like, oh man, they're just okay. And I was like, nigga, what? <laughs> he, he stayed. I he stayed doing that shit. It's like <laughs> it's like, bro, like literally everybody in this fucking city want a Sways beat yeah. because that's just how different and and just like you can only get that shit from sway yeah mm-hmm. uh so i mean those two like truthfully i was like damn if niggas making beats like this here i know i can make some fire shit like mm-hmm. i know for a fact um so I, I mean like being and being around those guys a lot like they're both good friends of mine so i was just kind of able to like I, you damn near just pick it up from osmosis just like the the energy yeah. of being able to just sit down in front of some shit and know how shit's supposed to sound. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love music a lot mm-hmm. and I love to study it. Like I just break that shit down to like its most basic elements. And I just kind of did that with beat making, especially with all these talented motherfuckers that's around. <laughs> when, um, when doing, when doing Mel's album, was there like a conscious decision to like produce the entire project, you know? Yeah. Cause most like, you know, most kind of modern hip hop, you know, um, post like Nazilmatic, there's like multiple producers on every project. Mm-hmm. So only think recently you see like stuff with like Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib or like mm-hmm. uh, Alchemist and like other artists where like they're just doing like Kenny Beats one is artist, another one too. You know, Kenny Beats and um, Denzel Curry was just one artist, mm-hmm. one producer. So would you like? So it was a kind of stuff to like just do like all right, me and you're gonna get in the booth. Mm-hmm. And beats. That's that is exactly the type of producer I think I want to be. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be able to because I I don't just think of myself as like a guy who makes beats. I think I'm actually better at the producer side of it. The, mm-hmm. the, con- like the construction of a song mm-hmm. than I am at even just making beats. So honestly making beats was something I enjoy and it's just a tool to get me to help make better music for people Yeah, uh, or just music that they love. Like, so I'm, it, it was a super clear conscious effort to be like, yo, if I can just lock in with Mel, I can help him make the best music that and, and the perfect music that he wants. Like, I yeah. know I can do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly, thank you to Mel because he was able to like, he gave me the ability to just like fuck with shit and just, just experiment and try this and try that. Um, and it was easy to work with him because it was just like, I'd be in the middle of making a beat and then bro would just, be like, all right, I'm ready to record the song. <laughs> like, yeah, all right, well, mm-hmm. I guess this shit was all right. It was actually a, a bit of a, a of confidence boost too, because like, it's like, damn, nigga, you done with this shit already? And I don't even know if this is like, I don't know if this is hot. I don't know if I like this. Um, you know what I'm saying? So like, um, I and I think you only really get that type of energy when you just like, we are both coming in here with a goal in mind to make mm-hmm. something great. So, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of just want to continue that that trend of like, I'm going to help you make the best shit you can possibly make, because that's kind of just how I look at music anyway. Mm-hmm. With um, because like, you know, you are also a rapper yourself. Did you have like any tips or like how to like make songs flow because you can have that rapper insight mm-hmm. with you know producing now? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I wouldn't even necessarily say that with Iris a lot. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, there'd be times where I'd be like, OK, well, maybe maybe flow a little bit more like this way if it's yeah. if it sounds awkward but like everybody kind of does that because music is collaborative so like 
shit when when Fraser was recording me like there would be moments where he'd be like well try this uh so like but Mel didn't necessarily like need that at all he just was he would just go but yeah. that's certainly something that I love to do too like shit please ask me for my advice or my whatever I think of some shit like mm-hmm. that's that's a lot more fun to me than even being the artist is like yeah. helping make a song great helping make something sound better than it did like the amount of excitement I get out of like just the the excitement somebody else gets when they're like yeah that shit worked that's the yeah. one that worked like that that to me is way better than being on a stage or fucking dropping an album of my own or whatever like Mm-hmm. that pro that that part is is something that happens for like a brief moment and you have to cherish it and then you move on to the next thing and then that yeah. to me makes it that much more special as there's one song on the album um panic uh mm-hmm. i was i was telling mel i was like that is for me that is one of the bangers of the year because like, hey, as as, like that's i was like you know i was thinking of like other songs that like i'd listen to bangers like run the jewels and stuff but i was like this song just mm-hmm. like that that vibe and it's and i'm yeah. assuming that's you on the chorus of the song yes yes yeah, it I was, is i was about to say i was like this chorus fucking hits I I, was, earlier i was singing i was like god damn it's stuck in my head <laughs> yeah yeah that's the and, and and whenever that can happen that's when it's like all right cool we got one like yeah. we got stuck we got the little fucking the little earworm shit like cool that was actually i think the first song we made for like before we even before he had an album title i think like that was the very first song we made mm-hmm. um and it just kind of set the tone so well because now it's just like the rest of the album was just go mode, go mode, mm-hmm. go mode. Like mm-hmm. um, it was, uh, it came together so quick too. Like not just that song, but the album in general. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of makes sense that Panic is is the, I would say probably the, uh, what's the fucking word? Like it's the song that would probably describe the album. Yeah. One question about that song though, like how do you how do you pop ass like Crisco? That's the <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like uh, <laughs> one question I was wondering, I was like, wait, what? How does that work though? <laughs> hey man, you know, Crisco be popping in the pan, you feel me? He's about to fry slump up. Uh so shit, ass be popping. Mm-hmm. Pussy be popping. I just pussy wasn't really gonna work there. That would have sounded like <laughs> Show mm-hmm. you in the flow, popping pussy like it's ah, it just it just ah, it <laughs> doesn't work that way. Ain't really roll off the tongue, right? Uh, <laughs> that's so funny because I really, honest guy, Josh, like I'd be just saying what the fuck ever mm-hmm. sometimes, and it's like it kind of go back to the conversation we were just having. Like if you, if it sound good, yeah. and it's not like she blow this dick like a cello. Shout out to Lil Yachty. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you're like, bro, that makes no sense. You <laughs> could have done a Google search on cello. It's like, hold up, this is not a, it's not a, <laughs> not a, not a kind of instrument like that, bro. <laughs> that is the funniest bar I've ever heard to this day, bro. <laughs> I think, I think my favorite, like, funny uh, bar is like when Kanye is like, uh, I'm the fly Malcolm X by any genes necessary. <laughs> shit is so ridiculous. <laughs> Yo, yeah, you got a lot of shit like that. The funny. To me, like, uh, one of the funniest Yay lyrics is uh, don't ever fix your lips like collagen and say something where you're going to end up apologizing because apologizing is not a fucking word. word. <laughs> but <laughs> niggas like, rapped it so hard. 
Because that's one of the hardest songs ever fucking you, made. You, so you, gotta like, go that, you gotta go with that confidence to like, it's gonna be big, they gonna make no fucking sense. I'm going there. Yeah, yeah, you gonna sing that shit. You gonna sing that shit. <laughs> Bro, that shit is so funny to me. So like, if if Kanye West can can literally go on his millions platform mm-hmm. and say apologin like it's a word, yeah, then like honestly, bro, what are the rules? Like, we just say whatever. <laughs> if that should sound good. That should sound good. But yeah, the the pop like is Crisco, and what's kind of awkward about that shit too. Um, if you pay attention, like to my earlier shit, I do mm-hmm. not curse in music. Mm-hmm. I curse in my regular day to day, probably yeah. more than I just use regular words. But like yeah. in music, I just never have cursed. It just always has sounded weird to me. Like it mm-hmm. just sounds like I'm forcing it. Like that's how I feel when I hear like Chris Brown curse or some shit. It's just like, it's like nigga, you run it. Like, <laughs> like that's, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I just I just have never done that. But that was actually the first time where I was like, oh, it fits here. It yeah. fits here. Like. Let's 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 keep it. You know what I'm saying? Let's keep it rolling because my music is usually a lot more mellow and low key. Would you say it's um, because like you were creating it in a different space as in Mel's music? So like there was a, a way to kind of experiment and go out and just like, all right, I can do it on this. You know? Yes, 100 percent. Like the environment was right for it, um, yeah. which I love that. Like it was like put me in a whole different space, put me in a whole different mode to where I can just kind of just do shit that I ain't really done before, mm-hmm. even if it's just as simple as like cursing in a track. Mel told me he was drunk when y'all recorded that track. <laughs> we were drunk. We recorded like a lot of the tracks. <laughs> it could least, have been. It could have been that space too. <laughs> it, at least, at least we was a little. You know what I mean? A yeah. little, little off the off the juice, but like, uh, no, it, yeah. He he was very, um, like intent on just keeping up the pace, keeping up the energy. Yeah. So shit, if it meant like we gotta get a drink in, then we gotta record, and we gotta just get the mood right, gotta set the atmosphere right. Like again, we just won't be video and shit. But like, I I don't have a light on in this bitch when we record. Yeah. I don't have a light on in this bitch when we make music. Like, I I keep like the fucking the little string LEDs, lights in the back, yeah, yeah, the LEDs. Just let them shit go, set the mood. But like, aside from that, we just got to make sure like the whole space is is primed for recording and shit. And uh, yeah, like a lot of it. It was right the entire time we were doing that album, and that's why it sounds, I think, as good as it does. Mm-hmm. One thing I think is really cool too is um, kind of listening to you, you Mel. Um, I was also listening to Love More uh, earlier, mm-hmm. um, and so I think there's like a, as a vibe of because y- would you say is your genre that you say would, that you are Southern hip hop? Um, <laughs> uh, so I was I was saying like, would you um, I think when people say Southern hip hop and stuff, I believe they kind of think about like. Uh, you know, they, they think about people like, you know, like Lil Wayne, Big Crit, Outkast. Um, but I feel like like the Birmingham scene and the music, it doesn't like it doesn't sound like that sound. You know, it's just very much its own thing, but it's right. also very conscious. Do you think there's something really special about like the Birmingham scene? Oh, yeah. Particular? 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we all have at least a little bit of a chip on our shoulders. Like mm-hmm. we all feel like we kind of still are on untapped ground you know yeah. what i mean like there's still a lot of shit to prove like that whether it be hey look at how great birmingham is mm-hmm. or just because you're from birmingham and shit ain't happened here before don't mean shit can't happen mm-hmm. like whatever whatever that is that is very much a part of what like what makes up birmingham what makes a lot of people kind of go as hard as they do mm-hmm. uh, 
I know for me, that was a lot of it at first. Like I just wanted to, I wanted to be the first nigga out. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that made like shit that wasn't the typical shit that you hear like Birmingham or Alabama niggas make it out for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's not that much, it's not as much that anymore. It's just yeah. more so now, like I'm just gonna make music, but uh, I'm very proud of, of the ecosystem Birmingham has and like the music that comes out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think a lot of people don't expect it to be as good as it is until they hear it. A lot of yeah. people don't even know still that there's a real thriving scene. Yeah. scene here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, you have to create through it still. And it's just like, you got to kick the fucking door down so that people will know, or you just, they just won't know. Feel that. Um, another question I was want to ask is, uh, how did you meet Mike Seastown from Dead and Hip Hop? <laughs> I was hey, like, man. "This Mike Seastown, <laughs> the only reviewer I take seriously in that whole fucking that whole that whole network. The only person that, I'm like, all right, skip to Mike's opinion. What's he word, thinking, <laughs> bro? That is exactly how I feel too. Like, yeah, it was a complete just random moment. Like yeah. me and me and me and my girlfriend were at uh, Museum of High Art in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and we're just like okay, you know, looking at shit, looking at shit. We in we in one exhibit that was like one of my favorite fucking exhibits. Um, and then I just looked to my left, just sitting down, just looked to my left, it's fucking Mike Seatown. <laughs> I was like, like you know, you just double take because you're like, nah, there's no fucking way it's that nigga. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and then it was that nigga. I was like, oh shit, all right. So I mean, I just walked up to him, just talked to him, chat. We chopped it up a little bit because oh yeah, the Virgil exhibit was out. Oh. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. So. You know, shit, we went to go see that and I'm running into them. Um, and I was just like talking to him about, you know, the fucking exhibit, talking to him about like some shit was going on at the time. But, you know, just chopping it, just shooting the shit. Uh, he was extra cool. He was, he, you know, because you obviously you have like these kind of preconceived, yeah. like, this is how you'll be when I, if I were to meet you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I kind of thought he would be maybe a little more standoffish than he was. Not that he'd be a dick or anything, but yeah. like maybe just a little more like, hey, bro, I'm just trying to fucking watch the, yeah, look at this. this shit like you are. Like, But no, not at all. He was like, he was cool as shit. Um, and I asked him for a picture and I just, I, I made the meanest meme mug in my life. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why it was not okay to smile in that moment. I don't know why I wasn't. Because <laughs> um, he was smiling. Like he was like, hey. And I'm just in that bitch like, brawling <laughs> uh, <laughs> my girl laughed at me after that shit so she's like why are you look so like upset to meet him like you yeah. you, you wanted to meet him <laughs> um but yeah man that was just it was just so fucking random um and he was just I'm, I'm happy that he was actually cool about like taking the picture and shit because i was like this feels awkward man one man to another were you like, uh, like, hey, listen, man, listen, y'all on dead end? I got, I got my new album out, Lemon Tree. <laughs> it was really reviewing that. <laughs> it, whenever I'm in a situation like that, where it's yeah. like, fuck, <laughs> like I could, yeah, like, damn, don't be that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of like, you know, briefly mention like, yeah, because you know I make music and blah blah blah, and you just throw it, you just throw it in that bitch, and you just yeah. throw the rock, hide your hand, like you didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I didn't obviously expect like anything to come from that. Like, I don't expect Mike Seatown to be like, yo, let me see what's going on with this random guy. Just like, <laughs> like in the most random place to meet. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I, but it was just one of those things where it was like, 
I'm just actually glad that I'm, you know, it's funny too. I was, I was glad that I was in a space where I didn't feel like I need to give Mike Seatown a business card. Oh, like a USB drive. Like, take this. <laughs> yeah, word. <laughs> exactly. Like, I was like, I'm so glad I'm not, because, oh my God, maybe like years before, mm, you would have been all Fresh would have been, and the car, like, yo, just stay right here. Take the like CD. Go. <laughs> yeah, nah, man. I'm, I'm so glad I was just like, I can just enjoy the fact that I look, I look at your content a lot, and yeah. I, now you're in front of me and we can talk. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was just it was just cool to meet a cool person and then him not think that I was a fucking weirdo. And then like he ch- like I I think I remember like uh, chopping it up with him after that too. And he was just like, yeah, man, it was good to meet you. And I was like, cool, man, that'll do it for me then. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to be a fucking weirdo. I was I feel like with the people dead in hip hop, they're pretty like pretty like chill with their reviews and stuff. If you met someone mm-hmm. like Anthony Fantano. But hey man, here's, oh. my, here, here's my here's my mixtape. You'd have been like, you know, whole fucking album review. You'd be like, man, I don't need to do this today. <laughs> like, bro, what what am I supposed to do with this fucking yeah CD ROM you just gave me? <laughs> CD ROM. <laughs> like what? Uh, another question I was asked. I think uh, because uh, you know Birmingham like has such a rich cultural history as far as like stuff goes, civil rights movement and stuff like that. I feel mm. like the kind of hip hop and stuff reflects the consciousness of the city. Do you think? as a hip-hop artist you kind of have a responsibility to kind of be conscious mm-hmm. about the kind of you know issues and stuff that happen well, in the world today i mean honestly my take on it is if you're just not really interested mm-hmm. then just don't yeah don't pretend that you are like because mm-hmm. then it's then it's then it's really the insincerity then turns into like uh a damper on what people are actually concerned about like mm-hmm. you're you're now taking the attention off of that and you making it a gimmick you making it a profit more like you know what i'm saying like you making yeah. it mm-hmm. something that it's never supposed to be in the first place so like mm-hmm. like i just dropped a song kind of speaking on birmingham shit uh not to mention me and mel dropped a song before that like and i was just kind of like up until that point i didn't really know what the fuck to say real shit's going on yeah. like the fuck y'all want to hear from me for? Like, I remember Dave Chappelle said that shit. Um, he was like, my fucking Don Lemon is asking me, like, what to say something. Like, celebrities say something. He's yeah, like, the, the Ja Rule. <laughs> what, what does Ja Rule yeah. think of this? <laughs> yeah, like, what does Ja Rule think of a time like this? Nobody cares. Like, no one cares about what, just because you are important to me in this thing, like, yeah. what you have to say specifically on this. And I think that it's not... Um, I don't think it's fair, but I also don't think that it's like even in uh, in in just strategy, like that it's a good mm-hmm. strategy to ask celebrities or people who you view as like um, people who should say shit. Like, yeah. like it's not like you're not probably gonna get what you want, and mm-hmm. if you get what you want, it's probably placating because they know that it's like. So I feel weird about shit like that. So that's yeah. why even in my own shit, I was just like ah, man, I'll say something when I feel like I should. Because yeah. I'm not going to put out a fucking Black Lives Matter song yeah. so so I can, you know, profit off of uh, murderers killing Breonna Taylor or yeah. George Floyd or mm-hmm. whoever, the millions of other Black people mm-hmm. who killed every fucking day. So, like, that, just, that shit just comes off as corny to me sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I would rather just chill out and not say shit and then mm-hmm. do the work, like do the actual yeah. groundwork and protest and whatever else you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like 
do that shit. Go help your community. Like, so I would much rather do that than provide you a three minute song about how I think killing like police killing black people is bad. Like, duh, nigga. You know, what <laughs> I mean? like, like we all know that. So yeah. I feel like with, with uh, black artists, especially I was, I was telling someone this, like. Um, whether it's R&B, hip hop, like uh, TV shows, like anything, like I feel like be- because of like, I guess the way kind of culture is, it's like, you just have to, it's like, listen, you, like you can't just like, uh, there's Leon Bridges, he's a cool R&B singer. He was talking about like, he's like, you know, I just want to make music. He's like, I don't, he's like, yeah, I do. I'm woke and stuff, but like, I don't, I don't want to feel like I have to say shit in my music, you know? And even I feel like in TV shows and stuff, it's like, if you make a black TV show and it puts out and it's like, man, there was no message in there. It's like, nigga, I just wanted to make a TV show. <laughs> Damn, oh, it was a man. horror show, a horror TV show, nigga. It wasn't supposed to be no message in it. <laughs> Niggas love a message, boy. <laughs> you can't, and it's always like, it's always niggas doing it to niggas. Like, yeah. niggas ain't nobody's asking fucking Dolly Parton for her message. Like, <laughs> nobody gives a fuck. Like, niggas only asking niggas to do that type of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's, it's like if you already providing the platform to do that, then yeah. okay, if you did that, that would make sense. Yeah, still wouldn't ask you to do it mm-hmm. or expect it of you, but like if you did it, that would make sense. Yeah, but just like niggas want the baby to make a fucking <laughs> like what? That's crazy to me. That's insane to me. That just doesn't make sense. It's not even on brand. It's just <laughs> why would he do that? You know what I'm saying? Like why would little baby do that? Like <laughs> even though people liked his song, I I thought it was a song but like why would why would you even expect that out of somebody i don't need to hear fucking the baby to say black lives matter like i don't need to hear some shit like that like i don't yeah it's like it's so weird bro it's just so weird but niggas love niggas love just like we can't just ever enjoy anything at face value for just the fact that we enjoy it like it has to be attached to some fucking statement or whatever the fuck and it's like damn like black folks ain't never free to do shit like we like we never free to just express ourselves mm-hmm. we never free to just talk about our experiences but fucking tanner with his guitar <laughs> in california somewhere can go fucking sell out goddamn <laughs> you know what i'm saying like yeah. and and all the white girls go crazy because mm-hmm. he just say he talk about how he like the fucking drink um Strawberry frappuccinos or whatever. <laughs> it's, Only it's, we do that, though. Yeah, it's, it's really funny because I, I was talking to someone and saying, like, you know, with black art, like, especially stuff that's like, you know, stuff like Get Out or like Lovecraft Country, stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's revolution. It's revolutionary for just existing in itself, but then it has to do the double legwork of also being woke. It's like, damn man, uh, you appreciate me for existing as like yes, a thing. Uh, yeah. Yes, there are so many. All right, so like this is kind of an example. If we're gonna stick on Jordan Peele, like mm-hmm. when Us came out, mm-hmm. right? That movie could have been so great. Yeah. But then there's like weird shit, like Alexa, call the police. Alexa, <laughs> oh, they fuck the police. I know fucking fuck the police. It's like, okay, that's funny, mm-hmm. but dog, like, what are we doing? Like, don't fuck up the art because you're yeah. trying to be fucking woke, man. Like, you're trying to be <laughs> and and for this for what? For shit to stay the same? For shit to for for the same black folks to to suffer just because you 
made like now we can make a meme of the fact that you suppose you you appear to be fucking woke and like your shit your medium yeah. like mm-hmm. that shit is weird to me and of course like the lovecraft countries of the world like they actually did they fucking research like yeah they're mm-hmm. actually just what they are like yeah but you know even then it's just kind of like I, I i i'm keeping it in mind that like you know i have to come off this way because i can't just make the shit i also got to be like because we the first black people in the door, now we gotta be like super black. We gotta be like, yo, everything is fucking like super symbolic. Like, yeah. just, it's just like, damn, I wish we had the same liberties sometimes that like white folks do to just do whatever the fuck we wanna do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it just is, it's tough cause I get it. Like I get why we, we carry that, but at the same time, it's like, we don't have to if that's not what we necessarily want to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I just apply that to my own music. It's like, niggas who know me know what I already stand for. You know what I stand for if you know me like that. But like, if you're looking for Richard Daniel, quote unquote, to like, <laughs> tell you Mr. Wolf, man, I'm yeah. just not, I'm not your guy. I'm not yeah. the man for the job because that's, that's just another form of tap dancing, bro. And I do not tap dance for motherfuckers that I do not know. Just point blank. <laughs> One question I always ask um, kind of artists and stuff with COVID and everything going on, like, what have you been listening to as far as music-wise recently? Mm. Um, you know, it's it's kind of weird. Like, not a bunch of people specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, like, the last album that stuck with me was that 21 album. That shit was hard, hard, hard. That 21 Savage album was crazy. Um like I've been mainly just kind of Spotify will send me random shit. Playlist. And I just comb through it and mm-hmm. just put it in a playlist. And then I'll just hear that over and over again with a bunch of other random shit. Um, and uh, that's uh, honestly like, it's a bunch, it feels like when SoundCloud would just let the algorithm go. And, <laughs> yeah, just play and, but on steroids, like yeah. niggas actually got their shit mixed and mastered. <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying? Like somebody put money into this. Wasn't a Radio Shack mic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And a little blue, little snowball. Yeah. Um, I got a blue snowball. <laughs> <laughs> hey, them snowballs hold shit down. Like it's 65. Come on. Kept. <laughs> kept. Hey, you wanted to make some shit. You had to do a little extra work on the back end, but hey, mics were working. Mm. Um, but yeah, like it's I just kind of like to find new shit because um like I was talking to somebody about this the other day just it's hard to look forward to like new artists because yeah niggas is kind of just here and then they're gone or like there's no real like I'm not really waiting on like an album from anyone who's not already a legacy act like somebody I've known for a really long time and Mm -hmm. invested in it's hard to be super invested into new acts um and then just be like, yo, please drop an album so I can listen to it. It's just, yeah. so it's kind of just one of them things where it's like, well, if I want to listen to new music, let me just try to find some completely different shit. And if it sticks with me, like super crazy, then it just stick with me. Yeah. So. You yeah. ever feel like with uh, kind of listening to music and everything with people that like, you can put on someone like a Drake or a Kendrick and like everyone can just vibe with it. And you're like, you slide in that new person. People are just like, <laughs> And if they're like, who is this? And like, oh, he's new. Yeah. They're just immediately just like, ah, he ain't, he ain't shit. <laughs> and me, and yeah, if you, like, Damn, if you explain it, if you yeah. explain it, it's like, 
Ah, okay. Nah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, cool. It's yeah. cool. Like, you just gotta <laughs> let that shit just rock. Yeah. And all of a sudden, well, I actually do think that people a lot more um, these days don't care about that as much. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's a big portion of folks that just like to hear new shit. Yeah. Um, like when Mel put me on or some new shit. If I like that shit, I don't give a fuck who made it. I'm just going. I'm running to go listen to it, yeah. especially if it's something that hasn't been done before, mm-hmm. uh, or at least is a variation of something that's been done before that I'll probably only be able to get from them. Um, like it, it, I'm, I'm. You got me. You got me already. Like if you could just do some new shit, you got me already. So people are kind of sick of hearing the same formula over and over again because mm-hmm. streaming is slowly turning into the radio. Yeah, um, and so you kind of getting that like yeah i can find whatever i want to but mm-hmm. like uh, everybody doing the same shit because yeah niggas know how it works so whenever you find that new person who's like oh shit like you're retraining my whole ear right now then mm-hmm. you stick with them longer so i mean it's kind of like a it's kind of a good and a bad because it's a big ocean right now but if you are able to do something different you might catch somebody's ear and be a nobody like mm-hmm. you could have a couple thousand people listening to you like monthly on spotify or whatever and mm-hmm. not be this big main artist but somebody will still listen to you constantly because they got a couple of songs of yours in a playlist yeah. or because they just know that you're doing some different shit mm-hmm. so yeah it's and that's kind of where i'm at like if i if i hear a new artist that i really think will stick with me then like, i'll just keep i'll just keep listening to their stuff and it really doesn't matter where they came from i just like it mm-hmm that's so i feel like especially with uh new artists and stuff people just like especially with hip-hop there's um there's this thing called in kind of 20th century music writing called the mono genre where because you know back in the day with music and stuff you could only really listen to music that was on the radio or if you want to go to the record store there's only music that like right all right these are these sections of music but with 21st century music you have spotify you have like access to all eras of music you can fucking listen to beethoven listen to 21 savage at the same (laughs) playlist It does not matter. So because of that, there's so much influence that people can soak up, um, especially with hip hop and R&B. There's so many influences from hip hop to R&B to rock. And so they can soak it up that, mm-hmm. you know, there's most artists don't have a genre. They just they're artists. Yes. You know, 100 percent. I love that. I, yeah. Genreless music is just amazing of a concept to me. I mean, I think that that's kind of what music is supposed to be anyway. Like, yeah. Um, if we just think about, and I don't know why I'm getting so randomly deep, but if we just think about just how connected people are anyways, mm-hmm. like everybody kind of goes through the same shit. It's just in a different place or it's a different system or it's, mm-hmm. different, you know what I'm saying? But people are people, everybody's kind of the same anyway. Yeah. Um, and there are just certain things here and there that separate us. So when you see that music is kind of doing that transition of everybody is everything mm-hmm. that humanity is kind of already supposed to do yeah then to me that that that's a that's a sign that music although like obviously like record labels are still fucking niggas over streaming <laughs> is fucking niggas over in an entirely different way yeah like, but the actual music that's being made mm-hmm. uh i think it's in a better place than people really realize like just because we're not getting super mega stars doesn't mean that we're not getting great music uh, so I, for one, love the fact that there are a lot of people who are just like, man, I don't know what genre this shit is, but if you like it, then 
it shouldn't really matter. Yeah. Kind of like the um thing about Tyler Crater at the Grammys where like, you know, he made Igor and won for best hip hop album. But he was like, you know, like this is he's like, this isn't really a hip hop album. This is more of a pop album. Like, why can't we be in pop? You know, why like why does it have to be in like urban contemporary R and B? Like, why isn't this it's just right. popular music, you know? Like if you hear Lizzo on the radio all day and she's like obviously a pop act, then why the fuck at the Grammys is she in the like R and B like bro, she should be a pop artist. Urban Everyone knows these dances. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think that that's um, fucking racism. (laughs) (laughs) The Grammys are fucking racist. But, um, like, it would just be an interesting concept if they changed that to where, like, you can just say whatever genre you think, as an artist, Mm -hmm. your album classifies as. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, obviously, Tyler would not have had himself in the rap category. And, And, again, niggas being niggas. I saw a lot of people just being like... What's wrong with being in the rap category? <laughs> and it's like it's nothing wrong with being in a rap category. Well, he was not rapping on that album. <laughs> it wasn't, and when he was, it's still pop music. Like, yeah. mm. like niggas ain't rapped on pop music before. Like, Ja Rule, fucking pop artist, <laughs> the world at one point. Like, so, so I mean, it's just if if they set it up to where like you can you can say like this is what I think I'm closest to. Mm-hmm. Um, then I mean I think obviously the Grammys would and that type of shit would be in a much yeah. better place and people would think about music differently on like a mainstream whatever the fuck kind of level. Yeah. Hold on, man. I got a call. I got to see what Jaru thinks about this. Let's see what. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even pick that up. Don't even pick that up. <laughs> yeah. Ja, what do you Don't think about that. the issues with the music? <laughs> <laughs> Jaru will come out with a Black Lives Matter. Um, <laughs> but John will try to stay relevant with doing the fire festival when he got so played like with oh that shit. God. Like it was it was one of the funniest moments when they were like, You got we got Ja Rule as a sponsor. Like, niggas don't want to hear Ja Rule in wish, <laughs> Bro, I don't wish jail on nobody. <laughs> that nigga Ja Rule should be in fucking prison, guys. <laughs> ja Rule is tripping, tripping with that shit. <laughs> uh <laughs> I saw that whole I saw all of the documentaries that came off of that shit. I think it might have just been two. That shit was that's 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 some like if I see anybody associated with this, I yeah. have to swing on you, and then I'm just gonna keep swinging on niggas until somebody knocks me out. <laughs> freaking, freaking! Uh, someone said like only like only frat white boys will go like fucking ape shit over like some old corny ass trash rapper. Like we got Ja Rule here, bro. We got Fetty Wap. Like nigga, no one wants to listen to that no more. <laughs> Those are one-hit wonders in the community, my dude. Niggas, niggas don't hear that no more. I'm definitely not getting excited to see Ja Rule at Whole Foods, my guy. That's so funny. Bro, like, I went to Southern Miss and they had B.O.B. headline. Like, a festival was like, niggas don't hear B.O.B. <laughs> this was Yo, the they br- last third time period. I, was like, I don't want to hear B.O.B. This nigga's a flat earther. <laughs> they brought B.O.B. to UAB. <laughs> like, and dead ass had him perform for, like, the whole fucking uh, college, bro. <laughs> That nigga right. was doing like fucking uh headband, <laughs> like like fucking with two chains. Like he was like, bro, why are you here, my nigga? The, the awkward moment where like you, you got to do the songs. The only p- fucking part that people know is the one with the features. Oh, <laughs> you got you got to play the backing track. Yeah, you don't know the words. <laughs> you put, put the mic out. They just, just played a mustard beat. Yeah, <laughs> they just be like, yo, just let the instrumental run. I know this shit. <laughs> It may be able to rap. Just, just play the song, man. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Word. Why are you? Why are you even here, nigga? We <laughs> about the DJ, nigga. Just a couple. Just pay him a couple racks, bro. He had to be here. 
That's so damn funny. That nigga be, he's still moving, I guess. He moving. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how he's moving, man. Like he's moving. Flat, he just dropped a song with Skylar Gray the other day. <laughs> <laughs> me, me and my girls in the car, and I was like, "Yo, for some reason, Spotify think I want to hear this B.O.B. and Skylar Gray shit. <laughs> you want to listen to it? That shit was super ass. And I don't know why this is turning into like a B.O.B. like shit all segment, but hey, yo, that that new shit, nah, that, ain't, <laughs> that one wasn't it, bro. I think I think was was important as a rapper. Uh, before we end it, is that like. It's important to kind of like know your know your following, know like how you are as artists, because you can't mm-hmm. you can't like if you're someone like Bob and you try to t- t- like touch on serious matters, like well, not fucking serious, but say that the earth is flat, niggas don't want to hear from you. <laughs> no one wants. I, I didn't check from you. We <laughs> didn't buy the album when it came out. We like the singles, my dude. So we don't want to hear from like, you why when are you're you even talking about this. Nigga <laughs> yeah. coming out to just defending Kyrie. Yeah, <laughs> like bro, just chill out, just chill out, bro. Don't do all that. And matter of fact, um, oh, shit, I was gonna, I was gonna say something about that. Like, Bob, oh, damn, I can't remember exactly. Oh, 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 okay. A lot of as far as like artists not knowing themselves and where yeah. they stand on artistry, shit. I think, I think the versus stuff, the versus stuff is showing a lot of that because. <laughs> Niggas don't, Young <laughs> it was so, it was like, Niggas don't even know they own catalog, bro. So I was I like, guess, who? <laughs> uh, Jesus, man. This nigga didn't play fucking. Oh, what, what? What he? I don't think he played Wasted. I don't think he played fucking. Uh, it's so many songs Gucci didn't play. Yeah. Swing My Dough, I don't think he played. Jesus Christ. You, sh- you shouldn't be a versus. If like if when you do if when you do a show like it's like the like the uh, you know how they have like sometimes like the uh, uh, the men of R and B show at the, at the local <laughs> local stadium they have like three groups that niggas don't want to hear you if you're if, if you're in a package deal for a show we don't want to hear you rap dude. oh god no verses oh, wow. is gonna be good no verses <laughs> it is you versus the world but <laughs> Wow, that's crazy, <laughs> crazy. That's super crazy. <laughs> oh, that gave me like a little headache. That's insane. <laughs> that's so funny, bro. Well, Rich, I want to thanks, man, for interviewing, man. Uh, great, man. It's nice to talk to you. Uh, you actually, the yeah, but it was just it was great to talk to you, man. I I appreciate it, man. Anytime, bro. Like I love shit like this. I love talking, especially about music. So anytime you want to do this, bro, I'm, I'm game. I want to give it to Rich. If you liked his music and what you heard earlier, you can go listen to it on streaming and Spotify platforms. His name is Richard Daniel. You can also listen to his friend Mel Crosby's new album that he just produced, Iris. It's also available on all streaming platforms. You guys be safe and sound, and I'll see you on the next one. <laughs>